Hey guys, welcome to Conversations from the Secret Place with Yolanda. Conversations we have with God in our quiet time. Conversations about this journey of faith that we are on. Shared experiences are truly the best. This is take two of this recording. I was hoping that I would have been able to nail it the first time. (laughs) But because I'm a bit of a perfectionist, I started to nitpick at different things. And eventually I ended up not liking the first recording. I am confident, however, this one will be the second and final one. I also feel a little bit more relaxed this time. (laughs) So, welcome to Conversations from the Secret Place, the podcast. Conversations from the Secret Place originally started off as a blog. And we'll definitely continue with that, um, but I'll take a slightly different angle on that. Uh, Do keep your eyes peeled. Also, head over to www.conversationsfromthesecretplace.com if you wish to check out all the write-ups I've done to date. As you've heard in the intro, um, Conversations from the Secret Place is about the conversations we have with God in our secret places, the conversations where we get to ask difficult questions, but also the conversations that build us and fill us with hope and strength. That is what this is about, sharing experiences as we go through our journey of faith. More than ever, I feel it's important for us to go back to the basics as believers, going back to really knowing God. Excuse me. My aim is to leave you with the desire to be closer to God. And too often the picture that has been painted is that, you know, eternity begins in heaven. But actually, it begins now. John 17 verse 3 says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. And the New Living Translation version would say, And this is the way to have eternal life, by knowing him, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom he sent. And so we don't have to wait to get to heaven to know him. And besides, I think <laughs> I think it would be a bit pointless then. Like, a bit late then, my mate. <laughs> like, I don't think it's wise to wait till you get to heaven to want to know him. Because, you know, the, the, the Bible has just told us that now this is eternal life. Like, eternal life begins now in our knowing him now. And when we get to heaven, it's a continuation of that. I I strongly believe that. Waiting till you get to heaven to know him. I, um, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, ladies, the ladies who are listening to this, you guys can relate with this. You guys can relate to this. If a gentleman has the opportunity to know you, but he doesn't take that opportunity. And then later on, for whatever reason, he now comes and says, you know, dear Miss So-and-so, I Wanted to get to know you then. I didn't take the opportunity because, you know, I wasn't really in the best state. I mean, you could look at him and be like, okay, okay, 
plausible, plausible. You didn't want to disturb my peace, plausible. But still then you're like, dude, <laughs> the opportunity lasts the lifetime of the opportunity. And maybe that opportunity is really gone. But, you know, if the guy had a very compelling reason for not taking the opportunity to get to know you, then, you know, you could be like, yeah, that's that's very plausible. But see, with God, I don't think... Because <laughs> like, what's, what's your reason for not knowing him now? Like, you can't say, oh, God, I was waiting to be fully healed. I was waiting to, to become perfect to know you. Because he's already told you, come as you are. And that he would be the one to do the fixing. He would be the one to do the healing. He would be the one to sand off the rough, the rough edges that he told you that he come as you are and he would do the rest. So you telling God that you had extenuating circumstances for not yo I hey, brother. I don't know. <laughs> Please let's just I just recommend we just know him now. So yeah, this is eternal life, knowing him now. Yeah. <laughs> and so this episode is not only the intro, it is also officially the first episode. I know folks usually do the intro and they tell you what to expect and then they come back in the following episode and officially start. But honestly, there's no reason for me to wait. And besides, I have a conversation from The Secret Place to share. So why the move from blog to podcast? Three reasons, really. Uh, One, it was the inevitable. (laughs) Two, it was about time. Three more seriously is now an opportunity this is the opportunity for me to bring my words to life and to really share my heart you know sometimes you're not able to express in great depth through literature and sometimes you need to hear it you need to hear the emotion behind the words and here I guess I'll be able to break things down a bit further and to really get into some of these conversations that um, are not spoken about enough um conversations that are going to be like oh don't want to address that but yeah we're going to have those conversations (laughs) and whilst it was inevitable and it was about time I had three nudges from three good people so I had to get on it and get the ball rolling so I'm just going to tell you about that because that's where today's episode stems from that's where today's conversation comes from um so following on from the previous write-up I had posted a good friend of mine messaged and asked you know have you ever considered doing a podcast because you love talking and I tried the whole oh you know I'm comfortable with writing yeah (laughs) guys I've convinced myself I firmly believe I I'm a quiet person. I firmly believe I do not love talking. But I I enjoy talking about the... See, this is the thing. I enjoy talking about the things that I am passionate about. Anything that brings meaning to my life. I, I, I want to talk about it. So I'm not... I, I mean, I guess that still makes me a person who loves to talk. But anyway, I still believe I am a quiet person. Like, I, I still believe it. And I'm going to continue to run with it. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, they just said no. They're like, listen, I don't, I don't really care. Like, whatever you have to say right now, just dude, run with it and run with it now. <laughs> and then I had a good sister of mine. Um, she sent me an Instagram post from a gentleman who goes by the name of Jerry Flowers. He had posted a golden nugget for the day. And I'm going to paraphrase his post, but he said, the fear of failure will impregnate you with procrastination and in turn cause you to give birth to no results. I thought, okay, I really have to run with this podcast and I have to run with it now. So I did all my researching. I started looking at, you know, the YouTube, the tutorials, the how to, the kind of equipment I would need. And I it came to mind that I have a good family member who is really familiar with all these different recording platforms. So I messaged them and their response was, it's about time. And I was like, okay, cool. And all these three interactions with these three good people happened all in the space of about, of about two hours. So for me, I was like, okay, I, I don't need any, I, you don't need to tell me again. Like I, I hear it loud and clear. They say a, a word is enough for the wise. I had three, like three. <laughs> However, in between each of these interactions, the one reoccurring thought that kept coming to mind was that what if I run out of ideas? And so that is the title of this first episode. That is what this conversation is about. It's what if I run out of ideas? Or what if the oil runs out? Oil in this case represents the gifts and talents God has given you and I. It also represents the grace and ease he has given us in order to excel and be fruitful in whatever we lay our hands on. So as I kept asking that very question of, what if I run out of ideas? Holy Spirit said, look at the story of the widow and the jar of oil. So that's what I did. And the revelation I received was from the story of the widow with the jar of oil, also known as the widow of Zarephath. Zarephath being the town she was from. So the story takes place during the life of the prophet Elisha. It's about a widow who was afraid of losing her two sons to slavery because she owed money to a creditor. Unfortunately, her husband left her with a huge debt behind. And she cries out to the prophet Elisha for help when he arrives in Zarephath. And that is the brief background of this of of this story it's not a whole summary but this is a bit about this is a bit of background um and i like to read full scripture passages so there is you know and unless and unless and wow <laughs> so there is an understanding <laughs> of the context reading in full gives you added insight and it adds to the revelation and also, I believe, for the benefit of those who may not be familiar with the story, it's just good for me to read the full scripture passage. And so I will be reading it uh, in the New Life version. So, Second Kings 4, Elisha and the Jar of Oil. Now the wife of the son of one of the men who tell what will happen in the future cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that your servant honoured the Lord. 
but the man to whom he owed money has come to take my two children to make them serve him. Elisha said to her, what can I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your woman servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, go round and get jars from all your neighbours, empty jars, many of them, then go in and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour the oil into these jars and set aside each one that is full. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They took the jars to her and she poured. When the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another jar. And he said to her, there is not one jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God and he said, go and sell the oil, pay what you owe. And you and your sons can live on the rest. (laughs) I find I love to paint a picture when I am reading scripture because I just find the interactions very interesting. So the first thing I found interesting, and this is just, um, I I realised I am digressing. I'm about to digress. (laughs) But, you know, Elisha says, what can I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? I feel like in that moment, Elisha was trying to weigh out there. Is this a you or me problem? Like, what do you want me to do about it? Like, <laughs> I'm here for other missions. <laughs> and you are telling me this. <laughs> I, so he's like, what, do you, what, what can I do for you? Like that question, like, what can I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? <laughs> and then I also wonder, how did the widow feel when she had to go and get jars from her neighbours. Like, imagine having to go knock at the doors of your neighbours. and be like, Knock, knock, it's me, your nakedly door neighbour. I just need some jars. You know, any kind of jar that you have, can I just borrow it? Yes, any jar. It doesn't really matter what the size is. I just need some jars. Yes, if, yeah. I mean, if your jars have stuff in them, I can empty them, but preferably... You know, just empty jars will suffice. And then when your neighbor now brings this jar to you, you're now looking at the jar like, uh, is this the only jar you have? Uh, when when was the last time you cleaned this jar? By, by, by matter of question. <laughs> uh, as I said, I digress, I digress. Um, but yeah, I just enjoy, I just enjoy painting that picture just so I can really understand that like, that's a bold move that this woman did. Like, she took a very bold move and ob- obedience is what comes to mind. She just obeyed. But that would be a conversation for another, another time. So yes, as I finished reading that, I said, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you trying to show me? And he said, go back to verse six. And so verse six, I'll read it again. It says, when the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another. And he said to her, there is not one jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. I read this verse back a few times. And he said, I want you to pay close attention to the very last part. Where the the son says to her, there is not one jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. And he said, Yolanda, here's the response to your question. What if I run out of ideas? What if you run out of ideas? What if the oil stops flowing? He said to me, I need you to understand when you stop making yourself available, 
when you decide that you are now full and there is no more room, that is when the oil will stop flowing. You are a vessel. My job is to fill you with oil. But when you decide, Lord, I am full and there is no more room, that is when the oil will stop flowing. Now, this wasn't to scare me or to kind of force me into partnering with God, but it was to reassure me that as long as I stay connected to him, ideas will continue to flow, that there would be an endless supply if I stay connected to the giver of these ideas, to to the giver of the initial idea. And he went on to say, but the aim, the aim in all this filling you with oil isn't for you to just store the oil. It's an exchange. As I pour into you, you go and pour into others. Because the moment you stop pouring into others, your jar remains full and God is no longer able to fill you. But you are full. So the way for this to work is that as he pours, you go and pour into others. That way you would have a, it would be a a constant cycle, a constant continuation of pouring. He pours, you pour. You come back to get more pouring, idea after idea. And these ideas are not just for you. These are ideas that are going to benefit others, ideas that are going to help others. And that's why we cannot be selfish and think that, you know, the oil that God has given us is just for ourselves. That, that we benefit from it, but that's not the sole purpose of having this oil. And so... You know, to anyone who's asking the same question, what if the ideas stop coming? What if the customers stop coming? What if sales stop? What if the numbers don't increase? You know, the moment you decide you're not going to do anything, the moment, you know, with customer service, with customers, the, the moment you decide you're not going to work on improving on customer service, those customers will stop coming. The moment you decide you are good, the moment you decide I'm not going to write anymore, that creative flow, it will stop, it will cease. Because you you have to keep exercising the gift. You have to keep pouring. In exercising the gift, that is how you are pouring into the lives of others. Continue to write. Otherwise, there will be a blockage. So, so you just, I was just reminded, somebody said to me, don't be a blocked pipe, my friend. Like, don't be a, a vessel that just stays full for no reason. Like, Go fill others up. Don't be a blocked pipe. You're supp- there. It's supposed to be a, a, a smooth flow. A very smooth flow. And so I hope that encourages um, someone who's listening that if there's something you need to start, if there's something you need to be doing and you're worried about the continuation of it, start. As you continue to fill, as you fill others, God will fill you with ideas. God will help you. He will give you guidance. Because God doesn't, you know, when, when they say God, it was a God idea. God, does just, God just doesn't stop there at giving you the, the initial idea. He's always steps ahead. He always goes a little further. In fact, not even a little further. He always goes further. He knows that at this point, okay, she's going to need a new strategy but she hasn't even implemented the first ones. How am I supposed to give her the, the next strategy? How, how, <laughs> doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, yes, it's, it's an exchange. As he pours into us, we pour into others. 
that way there is a constant flow of fresh ideas so yeah um that is that that is that conversation that's how that conversation went and that was the the outcome of that conversation and so that concludes the first episode and the introduction i'm so pleased oh thank you guys (laughs) for listening honestly thank you and so I'm just going to close this off with a prayer. And I look forward to um, sharing more conversations with you. And I look forward to you listening in. Cool. So Heavenly Father, I thank you because you are a good father. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity for me to be able to pour into the lives of those who are listening Father, I pray that they too would be able to pour into the lives of others around them from the abundance of oil that you have poured into their jars. Father, I pray that we would continuously position ourselves in a way that you would be able to continue filling us up. I pray that we would continue to empty ourselves so that you can fill us up with more oil, so that you can fill us up with more ideas ideas that are going to bring about change, ideas that are going to start a a revival and a revolution, ideas that are going to restore hope in places where hope has been lost, ideas that are going to bring back life to the dead situations, ideas that are going to be the solutions to long-standing problems. Father, I thank you, and above all, Lord, in all this pouring exchange, let your name continue to be glorified. In Jesus' name, I have prayed amen do you guys say amen or amen because <laughs> i say amen but i also feel like that changes that, that that changes and depending on who i'm with so if i'm with my zoom clan you're gonna hear me say i'm in i'm in <laughs> amen 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 <laughs> uh anyway i look forward to sharing conversations (laughs) until next time bye guys thank you for listening in to this episode of conversations from the secret place with yolanda i look forward to the next conversation take care god bless